Hey girlfriend, you know who you are. You have big, big dreams. You want to write a book, stand on a TED Talk stage, be a life coach offering wisdom from your RV in Montana, a cafe in Barcelona, or a beach chair in Tulum. Your other girlfriends and your family, they don't always get your biz savvy. Why do you want to leave your J-O-B? Because you're a CATS, aka coach, author, thought leader, and speaker. Meet other change makers like yourself and find out how they make it happen. This is the Big Meow Podcast. Hey, cats! it's Kristen, and I'm here with Mary Key. Hi, Mary. Hi. Nice to be with you. Awesome. I'm so glad you're here. So you have a new book that's out. Tell us all about it. Yes, it's called Seizing Success, A Woman's Guide to Transformational Leadership. And in it, I really talk about tools and strategies for women to increase their confidence, to be more assertive and to influence others positively, because there's some real differences between how men and women are received. And it's harder for women to be assertive uh, and not be seen as too directive. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head there (laughs) because, you know, if you're feeling like, wow, I really have to assert my voice or I wanna be heard, it's such a fine line, you know, you're either, too strong and you're the B word, right? Or you're too soft and then you're just like wallpaper in the room. I mean, how do you walk that tightrope? It's hard. One of the things in the research I've done and also I'm the founder of the Key Women's Leadership Forum, which is a forum for executive women. So I've talked to hundreds of executive women about this issue. And um, interestingly, nonverbal assertiveness is not seen quite as negatively sometimes as verbal assertiveness is. Mm. So sitting straight, standing straight, taking up your space. And so many times, especially when women are not feeling great or unsure, they make themselves smaller physically. And so being able to do that, and, and voice pitch is part of that, even though it's verbal, the pitch of the voice, how you end a sentence, uh, instead of ending a sentence in a strong declarative way, if you end it like with a question, like a lot of young women are doing right now, it makes them sound much less uh, strong and much less assertive. And so some of these things uh, are really important to keep in mind. Uh, the other part of it is that we, we bring many strengths to the table, uh, like collaboration and the ability to empathize and listen, which really need to be built on so that we can be even more successful in our careers in life. So you do a lot of work with women in corporate life. And do you feel like we still have a long way to go to get more women in those super top leadership roles? Unfortunately, yes. And the pandemic has only made it worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are now in a place where we were more than 15 years ago. We've wow, lost I didn't realize it was that bad. Yes, because a lot of women that were in leadership roles uh, decided that they didn't want to deal with what was going on during the pandemic, or they, like many women, uh, are the chief um, uh, people who take care of their kids. So, you know, you might have a partner, but, you know, oftentimes it's the woman, even if she has the more senior career, who organizes the and manages the life of what happens for, for the family, whereas the, uh, the usually the male partner or the partner that is identifies as male 
they often will do transactional things like take Johnny to soccer practice or pick up Susie at her music lesson, but they don't think about like, when do we get our shots and when do we do this and when do we sign up for that? The whole and, big holistic thing of yes. like running that family, right? Yeah. In fact, Harvard, Harvard did a study on that and found that about 70% of the main, the household duties in terms of planning fall directly on the shoulders of the woman. So Mary, where did all these women go? I mean, they left the workforce. Where are they now? Well, some of them, a few of them, like you, Kristen, have started their own businesses, which is good. But many of them has just, have just decided to get off the, the um, career track. So some of them have taken uh, less stressful jobs. Uh, there's a lot of pressure uh, if you're really operating at a senior level. And um, a lot of women just don't want to do it and they feel conflicted. So what do you think it's going to take to change this? You know, we're just, we're, we're always, it seems like women are always, we're always trying to break through something, you know, right. break through the glass ceiling, <laughs> you know, find our place on the stage, get our voice heard. Like, you know, we got all these initiatives, but yet we're just not really making a lot of ground that is sticking. I mean, what do you think it's really going to take, in your opinion, as an expert in women's leadership, what do you think it's going to take? I think it's going to be a shift in consciousness for everyone. I think mm -hmm. for women, because that's all we can control our own reaction. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's to have clarity on what are our priorities really. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, one of your, one of the, one of the questions I know that you um, have planned to ask is, you know, what's, what's the one thing that changes everything. The one thing that changed everything for me in my career was focus. I, I went from trying to do a lot of things to doing a few things well, and it made a huge difference. So I think women need to really be better at setting priorities and saying no. And I also think- No. No, we say no. no. Yes. No. We can say no. Yeah, we can say no. <laughs> and, and then, you know, or, you know, I, I do see that, um, you know, things are shifting a bit in terms of how women are viewed. However, I think when women drop out of the career track, they don't make the kind of relationships they would. You know, they might be home planning a menu instead of, you know, and, and, and still working instead of being on the golf course. And, and so I think people really need to make sure that um, they keep their, their networks in a positive way fresh and that they, they network with people who want to support them. And that being said, there are a lot of men and women that will support each other, but I think women need to be better at being clear about what they see for themselves. And many times we're reluctant to talk about that or we don't even know. Oh, I, I can so resonate with what you're saying. Um, what do you, what, do you have a philosophy? I mean, do you, do you have like a mantra that you say to yourself? Well, you know, my my life purpose really is to inspire others to grow and be their best selves. And in that, I work on my best self. So I, you know, my philosophy is really about how can we maximize, how can we use the potential that we have, and how can we also enjoy our life in the moment as we do it, which is a very difficult thing because when you're thinking about um, the future and your vision, it kind of takes you out of the present, but enjoying the present allows you to savor life. 
So the, the more I can hold those two things against each other, not against each other, but juxtaposed against each other, um, I think the more fulfilling life is for me and for people that try it. You know, one of the things, Mary, that that I hear out there from, because I talk to a lot of different women. I bet you do. That women at the, I don't want to say at the lower level, but they're at a different point in the spectrum, like growing, either growing their corporate career, growing their entrepreneurial journey. And a lot of the women there feel like the women that have already made it mm-hmm. don't want a mentor. They don't want to help. They kind of keep their head down and just focus on their own agendas. Do you think that's true? I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, I've heard this a couple of times. So I'm just curious, yeah. you work with a lot of really high level leaders. What do you observe? Well, I think that happens right now for both men and women that are asked to be mentors or, um, you know, to help others, because I think people many times just get busy. And I, I do know that there are some women and, um, and also men that have what I call a poverty consciousness. They want to hoard what they've developed themselves. They've had to do that the hard way. They're not about to share it with someone else. But there's, there are others that uh, really do want to help and support. I'm guessing, especially because of those cat ears, I'm a big cat lover myself, that you have a real compassion for people. And if someone said, Kristen, I would really, I would really like your help in, in understanding this better or being directed to something, I'm sure that you would be willing to do that. So the other factor here is that many times women don't ask or they maybe ask. I think that's it. I think you just totally hit the bullseye on that one. I think that women, we may not always feel like it's okay to ask. Right. You know, we, it's not, there's not the right environment or we maybe don't have the right introduction or, you know, we, we all want the setup to be so perfect. You know, everything has to have that perfect setup. And we're just not sure that we have the permission to ask for help or guidance or insight or even a tip. You know? Exactly. I know I, I agree 100%. And being able to ask that in a way the other person can hear, it's really important as well. How would you recommend they do that? It's well, a good way to ask. I think, I think if, if you're, you know, you should have a relationship more or less, or at least an introduction <laughs> with random the person. Words. Yeah. I, you don't want to call a random, I mean, you know, you could right. call Hello, her, please help your me. Chances, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, so what's a common thing that you share? I think some commonality, like, you know, I noticed that you went to the university, whatever, or I noticed that you have been involved in, um, you know, a, a ta- technical training for women or, or, or something. And then it, it, so that there's something there or I was talking to so-and-so and I know that, you know, your uh, colleagues and friends and um, they're also a friend of mine and they highly recommended that I might be able to chat with you sometime. So you, you, you want to um, do that in a way and you, you want to do it in a way where you don't ask for a job. I really want to say that because right. for a lot of people <laughs> yeah. I have recommended it, young people too. That's the kill uh, switch, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, I, I say, you know, you don't, do you know what you want to do as a career? Because so many times people just like know the basic careers, like I'm going to be a programmer or I want to be a doctor or, or nurse. And then they get, they start studying the profession and they hate it. And I'm yeah. like, interview people ahead that hold those jobs and just 
just say, you know, would you spend 20, 30 minutes with me talking about what you do? Thank that person, send a follow-up email or note if you're, you know, you're so inclined uh, and make sure that you don't ask that person for uh, anything else. Um, and that I think gets people into trouble. Absolutely. Even asking no. them to be a mentor. You know, there's a difference between asking someone for help and support on, on or perspective on an issue and asking or setting up that person being a mentor. One is more of a transactional thing that could right. become a relationship. And of course, mentoring is a relationship. So absolutely. And relationships take time place. to develop, right? They're not they instant. You have to build them, right? You have to yeah. encounter each other and choose if you even want to be in relationship with each other, because there's energy and, uh, you know, time and all those things. So what's next for you, Mary? Well, I'm so excited because I recently uh, been involved in uh, developing the Key Women's Leadership Forum. And I've uh, partnered with a larger firm that uh, really is going to look at taking the Women's Forum nationally and internationally. So uh, there's some role I'll have in that. And the other part for me is uh, really what's next. So I'm kind of at a what's next place because my firm has actually been acquired. It was acquired recently. And, uh, and so, yeah, so it's, I've got a, I've got a clean slate and uh, right. I'm ready to create. So one of the things that I always recommend to people I coach females and males, is that when you're going through a change, which I am, and, and it's funny feeling your own feelings about it, it's very, very important not to try to get closure right away. You know, so, so many times we're like, okay, I have to line up what I'm going to do next. And you don't really consider all the options. And the most creativity comes as long as you can stay in that unknowing place. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, I'm coaching myself now that is, the void. that is a bit, <laughs> bit of wisdom that I, you know, I, I've observed others who have gone through transitions. If you're going through a transition, you know, don't feel like you have to lock it down real fast. Right. Sometimes people say, no, Mary, I got to earn a living. Well, get, get some way to get money, but don't yeah. make that like, okay, I'm going to do that next. And that's my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because you may have to change it again. Exactly. So where can we find you? Oh, uh, well, uh, my, I'm, <laughs> on sure LinkedIn, right <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn, Mary Key, and then my website is Key Associates Inc. K e y a s s o c i a t e s i n c dot com, and you'll see a section that has uh, to click here if you want more information about the Seizing Success book, a woman's guide to um, you know transformational leadership. It's a good book for women at any level, particularly women who want to be in leadership roles. Mary, thanks for being on the big, big meow. Thank you. And meow. And I just want meow. to say, I know, I want to be book, your cat. <laughs> my, my first book was called The Entrepreneurial Cat 13 Ways to Transform Your Work Life. I mean, I love it. Yeah. Sisters from another mother. Yep. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Big Meow Podcast, sponsored by Cats Network. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can also join our network filled with positivity and possibility. Visit www.catsnetworking.com to join us and learn more.
together with your magical, motivated, and mystical new friends at Cats Network. Let's transform a million lives with your message. Are you feeling isolated sitting at home in your PJs? Or perhaps you're tired of the comfy sweatpants with holes in them that are hidden just below the camera. I mean, you could puke at the thought of another day of Zoom meetings and reporting to your BOSS. Do you want freedom from your home office desk or the office cubicle? Do you want freedom from your current career? Or are you frustrated that your online biz dreams are going nowhere? It's all too overwhelming. Where do you start? All the tech, the choices, and your message. Yep, I said your message, your brand, your voice. What is it? Do you even know what that means? Do you need a biz coach but don't want to invest the big bucks? Let's face it, being a solopreneur is lonely, but you don't have to do it alone. And here's a solution. Join Cats Network. Cats Network is a woman-only membership community exclusively available to you. The life coach or executive coach, the author, the thought leader, or the public speaker. If you identify with this list or want to work on adding some of these to your skill set, Cats is the place for you. Check us out at www.catsnetworking.com. That's C-A-T-S networking.com. Because let's face it, cats are better together.